0: That's joinMIDI.com. ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents In a World
1: of Football Podcasts that sounds like this. Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio. And talk like this. Wah, 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 wah. Don't go after running back. wah, wah. Because they're not. So much fun. Bogman, let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast.
2: Featuring Bugman. Then he came in and he just went ham. Oh, God. Yummy and panties. Like, those are words like men should not say. And the Welsh. Well, Wait, is- Did you just bro another player? You say Brodels instead of Bortles?
1: I totally called them. Bro. Are you
2: broing all of these guys?
1: Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn.
2: Burn it to the ground!
1: Coming to your ears. and welcome in to the in this league fantasy football podcast episode 72 it's the bruce smith episode remember bruce smith oh i'm gonna tell you all about him in just a minute if you don't remember (laughs) god willing you don't remember jesus one of the best i am the welsh you can find me on twitter at is it the welsh right there that's scott bogman you can find him on twitter at bogman sports but i want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends no halftime no halftime has sponsored the ITL Fantasy Football podcast all season long. I hope you took a moment out to go check them out because what they're doing is incredibly awesome. In a world of DFS, in a world of DFS, in a world where you've got you know all the big dogs, you have got the FanDuel, you got the DraftKings, they're merging. You know, everybody is vying for that same spot. No halftime came out and they created a completely different and unique product that. Floats the line of the DFS and the fantasy world because it is a singular player versus player matchup. And it's got a very nice like Tinder-like style of swiping left, swiping right. You go in, you create a challenge, and you can just go through the flow of challenges, swipe left, swipe right to accept or decline them, do them for free, do them for money. They're going to be adding some leaderboards. You can set up like private room leagues that you can, that you can get going on no halftime. Trust me, it's a very, very cool app, and I hope you got in on it. And the promo code itl 16 because you still can, will get you not only $10 free to go play, but it's also going to get you a 100% match up to $100 on your first deposit when you use that promo code. Use the promo code itl 16 do it for your Apple, your Android device, or just go to nohalftime.com and get all the info. No halftime, where the fantasy sports season never takes a break. Very similar to Bruce Smith Bogman, who <laughs> is the I was all-time. I you put Bruce Smith in no halftime up against any defensive end, and he wins. Damn right, all-time sack leader with two hundred. Just think about that for a moment. Two hundred sacks. It's so incredible to me because if you average ten a year. Yeah, you'd have to play twenty years. Oh, you got to have two hundred twenty for ten years. What player is doing that right now? What player is doing that? Maybe you know. Von Miller. Maybe, maybe, you know, when you go and look at some of the old, and I always, I get goofy with you, Bogman, when we talk about old time players and stats, especially with baseball more than anything, but you go and look at what players like Barry Sanders or Jerry Rice or I would say even Emmett Smith or Bruce Smith did, and then you look and you try to see what a modern player would have to do to accomplish that. It's mind boggling. 20 sacks for 10 straight years to tie Bruce Smith. Nobody does that. And you think of the advent of how it's all changed. He recorded 10 or more sacks in 13, season, in 13 seasons, which no player has ever done, named all-decade team. His 1990 season, where I'm reading this, he had 19 sacks and 101 tackles. <laughs> 101 tackles from a defensive end. Good god. That's Good uh Lord. I mean
2: that's the stuff that JJ Watt was doing. I mean, he had the horrible back injury, so we'll see if he's the same guy. I know uh, uh my guy Blaze has his concerns, but that that's like, you know, if JJ Watt played for how many seasons did, did Bruce Smith
1: play for? Um, yeah. That's a great 15, question. 15, yeah, 16? That I don't even have in here. That's a, he,
2: he played so many seasons. It's like if J.J. J. Watt played at that level his whole career.
1: Yeah, no, that's actually a great point. We should be looking. Bruce Smith, let's see. Uh, God, he's 53 years old now, Bogman. Jesus. Good Lord. He uh, started in 1985, and he retired after the 2003 season. So what is that? A, actually, it says 15 years because it looks like he might have. Did he miss some time? No, it says 15—oh, no, yeah, 19 years. Played 19 years with the Buffalo Bills. Years. Four years with the Washington That's Redskins. 19 years, 200 sacks. He averaged over 10 sacks a season. Or his Va-tech. entire
2: career. Va-tech. uh Bruce Smith out of—yeah, I—he I, was always fun to watch, but also not fun to watch because the Steelers and the Bills had quite a rivalry in the 90s, and Bruce Smith would always be annihilating— Whatever horrible quarterback we had at that point, whether it was Mike Tomzak or Cordell Stewart or Kent
1: Graham, you know, he, he crushed all of them. 13 seasons where he averaged 10 time. or more sacks. That is, uh, it's really, really incredible. And he had two seasons of 100 or more tackles from a defensive <laughs> end. So, what a fitting way to go out with uh, one of the best defensive players uh, the NFL has ever seen. And it's the final. It's a championship week, and it's the final episode of the ITL fantasy football season for this uh, for the just the season. It's not you know done for a long long period of time because we have got a whole bunch going on. We're going to have some draft coverage on the ITL fantasy football podcast, but it's going to bleed over from the all new in this war room podcast, which Bogman has uh, put together. It's going to be a fantasy draft prospect podcast just like my baseball version that's going to kind of go uh, throughout the entire season so you know when you're kind of missing out a little bit on the football podcast you got the in this war room podcast which the first episode is up bogman you we finally got it posted if you've been yep. looking for it we had to res- i had to resubmit a thing with itunes so it should be set up as you're listening to this but all the same places you're going to be able to listen and you had your first one up
2: yeah we uh i interviewed joe marino And that came out last week, and it was fantastic. You guys should definitely go listen to that. Uh, Joe Moreno has been scouting for a long time. He knows a whole lot more than I know. Uh, It's a great great interview with him. A lot of hot takes on players. And um, this week we are going to have mock draft 1.0, the very first mock draft that we are going to have of the first round, 1 through 32, uh, myself, Blake, and Blaze split all the teams and then pick for them and it was it was a lot of fun it was pretty interesting this draft has a lot of skill position players it is going to be one of the welsh's favorite drafts because he hates Offensive line drafts. Yeah, I do. So, the worst
1: thing on the planet is an o- there
2: a- might be only three offensive linemen drafted in the
1: first. It's gonna round be the best draft. draft ever. Well, uh, <laughs> and also, you know, Bogman is setting up. They're gonna be doing a full uh, thirty. What is it? Thirty-two team community mock draft. Yep. Yeah,
2: we're gonna have one person represent each team. Obviously, the Welsh is gonna take the Niners. Myself, Blake, and Blaze actually aren't gonna take any teams because we're gonna analyze the picks. Oh, that's great. So,
1: okay, so how do people find out about that? How do people get in on it?
2: Yeah, you just uh, email me, Scott Bogman at gmail or, uh, you know, like the Welsh said, find me on Twitter, at Bogman Sports. Let me know uh, what team you want to represent. Uh, I know we already have a bunch of Army members in there uh, representing uh, teams. Like I said, the Welsh is going to represent the Niners. Hey, the
1: plus is the R- ITL Army was uh, made knowledge of it first. So, you know, uh, you know some of that yeah. little extra stuff happens. The, it was released to the ITL Army first so they can kind of get the first dibs. Everyone gets at it now, but a little plug for the Army there.
2: That's right. The Army always gets first dibs on whatever we do. So, uh, any type of mock draft or anything else that I'm going to do, obviously, is going to go Army first. So, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be after the combine. So, you know, February, March. That Dare
1: you thing. say so much fun? So
2: much fun. Three rounds.
1: Three rounds we're going to do. Oh, crap. Okay. (laughs) Get ready then. All right. Get ready. Well, uh, again, just want to remind you guys, this will be the final in-season episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we got a whole bunch here as we're also going to be covering the 2017 early mock draft that we did. We're going to be breaking some of that down here in the second part of this episode. But don't go anywhere. Make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. Make sure you give us a rate and review. We would deeply, deeply appreciate that. If, you, if we've helped you out, if you've enjoyed it, if it's been entertaining, you're looking forward to the new year, or you're looking forward to these new podcasts, rate and reviews on all of this uh, are a big deal. You know, If you don't want to do the ITL Army, that's okay. That's not your thing. But that's a simple little quick thing that you can do if you've enjoyed the uh, the show throughout the season because we want to do bigger, better things in the offseason. Uh, in this War Room podcast, we'll be having lots of coverage, but we'll be having unique coverage with Bogman and myself and, and guests throughout the season until we get into the New Year. So don't go anywhere. Uh, I do want to give some shout outs here on the ITL leagues. We've told you guys we do this in the preseason. If uh, you wanted to partake in some of the ITL leagues, we do. We don't just do some little half ass stuff. We have an entry league. We have a champions league and we have eight satellite leagues. The uh, the winners of each satellite league play in the next year's champions league. We have we crown a champion from the satellite leagues who wins a ring and uh, we have got some champions to announce. So I think we announced this last week. Was it Dennis T.D. Is that yeah. his name? Mm-hmm. With eleven-two record, was the regular season champ. He is getting a ring from officialfantasyrings.com for being the overall regular season champ. Damn good job, Dennis. That's very very impressive.
2: Uh, excellent work. Yeah, eleven and two. Uh, I think, like I said, I think people score more points than him but best record 11 and 2 that's so all that
1: matters record baby excellent yep. in the entry league now that is a, it's a special league it's kind of that last chance to play with us we we did it kind of in big style there's we had weekly prizes which i think went over very well now it was it was a little bit more of a pricey league than we've done but i think the beast league, ring though it's beast a, string. there's a beast ring involved with it that's right and i think it was pretty cool i think it was well done in how we set it up and uh, i en- i enjoyed how it went down but In the finals were two ITL captains who got into it. This is very impressive in the entry league. Captain Mayfield, Captain uh, (laughs) Nailbiter, as we'll call him as he messaged me, (laughs) Nailbiting versus Captain Jonesy, (laughs) bitches get money. In an epic battle that didn't quite live up to it, Mayfield laid the ass whooping down. And and he's the champion. He's going to take home... A beast ring from OfficialFantasyRings.com. Congratulations,
2: Mayfield. Yeah, serious
1: congratulations. And congratulations to Jonesy because they're both going to get shirts on us. You know, We'll get them whatever shirt they want, the ITL uh, Army shirts. That was one of the prizes. Plus, they're also going to be playing in next year's Champions League. That's what's going down. It'll be very, very cool. Speaking of which, in the Champions League, though not a beast ring, though the first year was a beast ring, but it was an entry league, so it was a little bit different. We were able to front that. Uh, in the Champions League, talk about impressive stuff. Man. Randy Wilkening, who won last year. Like I said, the first year we did this, it was an entry slash Champions League. It was a pseudo league, and we had a, uh, B, a B string up in that one. Randy Wilkening took it down. So, you know, year one, Randy takes that down with the awesome B string. He's tweeted out very, very cool. He was then via that league. Obviously pushed over to... Because, again, it was a a pseudo-entry Champions League. He was moved to this year's Champions League. Damn good all season. He gets into the finals again, up against our boy, Joel Jarena. Joel with the dime piece. Joel with the dime piece. You know Joel. We've talked about him on here. Up in the finals, Bogman, you want to talk about dramatic. (laughs) Tell me how dramatic this is. Randy Wilkening is set to win... Back to back ITL championships, but it's he won by less than a point. And if I know this correctly, stat corrections could change anything. Still, could uh, we?
2: Yeah, we're still they go through till the end of day Wednesday. Oh my god! So as you're listening to this, if it's before or after Wednesday, I don't know, but uh, this could they they change a catch to a run. Like they decided to lateral instead of a forward pass for one of the Wilkenings players. And I, think,
1: and I think this is actually up. is From what I garnered from the conversation that was going on on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash ITL Nation, that's just everybody that wants to go on and talk all different sports, that there is in question a Brandon Cooks catch <laughs> if it's changed to a run then it's over and Joel wins by 0.2 points because Joel right now has lost by 0.8 for back-to-back championships for Randy.
2: And so we're watching the end of the game and uh, the last two players that uh, Joel has are Ware and Kelsey and the Wilkening had a 41-point lead and I don't know if you guys saw Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe the biggest fattest man 364 in league
1: history. pounds i believe
2: <laughs> it's funny because he's fat he's the fattest biggest man to ever throw a, a touchdown pass they they called it a, a porky tebow pass um what he did was he set up in wildcat and he went to run and then he's pulled up and then threw that jump ball up to the tight end the backup tight end that's not travis kelsey by the way, and Spencer Ware ran it ran it up to the goal line three times in a row. Right before that,
1: had Ware yeah. caught a pass? Kelsey caught the touchdown. Ware got the touchdown. Joel wins. Joel wins,
2: and, and also. He lost another league by less than five points, and he had Spencer Ware.
1: Oh, so all Spencer Ware <laughs> needed to do was get that touchdown in. So, Spencer
2: Ware gets that touchdown, in, he's the champion
1: twice. So we do say um, Randy Wilkening right now is set to win back-to-back, and he's from year one, he's got the big B-string. This year, it wasn't a B-string in the Champions League, but it is one of the very awesome rings, and I think it might be one of the new styles that uh, Greg has put together from OfficialFantasyRings.com. But Randy Wilkening... Back-to-back, back, right now, championships, which will take him to next year's champion uh, Champions League again. Three straight years, uh, Randy potentially is going to be playing in it unless the most brutal of brutal stat corrections happens. <laughs> and trust me, be so terrible. you want to know about it, uh, make sure you're on the Facebook group. The Facebook group you feel, will explode.
2: What do you feel worse for Joel losing like he did two leagues because where didn't get in? Or the Wilkening losing on a stat correction? What would you feel, feel worse, worse for? Rant.
1: It's easy, the Wilkeny. I mean, yeah, the it's, stat it's, correction It's simple. Sucks. I mean, I, lo- I love Joel. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. It's just like, your guys yeah. didn't perform. That sucks ass. I would be as pissed as anybody. One of you is getting your call smashed. Oh. But to have the championship and get stat corrected and lose I by point on .2, I, I I would, won one. I'd never play fantasy football again.
2: I won one on Stat Corrections because Yahoo back in the day, this is like 10 years ago now, but Yahoo back in the day didn't do the bonuses until the next day for whatever reason, no. and I thought I had lost. And then they, they did all the bonuses for my players, and I won. By, I actually won by a lot. I won by like 15 points, but it was very strange, very,
1: very strange. <sighs> That's crazy. That was when
2: they used to charge you for a stat tracker and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, (laughs) when they did all the things. But uh, some, some, some pretty big stuff going down. ITL Army members facing in the entry league. Champions League was bonkers. Had a regular season champ. Just love it. Love uh, all the participation in the ITL leagues. Hopefully everybody had a good time. Hope to do it big again next year. Make sure you're part of the ITL Army if you want first access. You want to know what we're going to do. And uh, you can even throw some suggestions our way. Not sure if we're going to do an entry league next year again. We're thinking about it. I think we might. I think we will. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. And we were able to get together a B-string for that, which was, uh, which was super, super fun. And I like the format of how we did it. So, yeah. uh, again, Captain Mayfield, Randy Wilkening, we salute you. Big, big uh, heads up to uh, Joel and uh, Jonesy, FBGM. Uh, we, we, we rock you guys, and I think all those guys uh, did a great job this season. Uh, n- neither of us were there, so you guys did a <laughs> great, great job. All right, well, without further ado, let's get right into this. We're going to get you through the lead, talk a little bit about Week 17, and then we'll get to this 2017 early mock draft with some interesting stuff. So, here we go!
0: Somebody drop you on your f-ing head? On my head? Well, yeah, what, are they going to drop you on somebody else's head? How can they drop me onto my own head? No, not onto your... Uh, damn it, are you f***ing with me? Unleash the fury! Hodden in the
1: lead. Uh, I want to start off with who doing you in the ass in week 17 harder? <laughs> who could have done it any harder? These are some of the players... That, uh, that, that that spread it so wide that you're walking wrong for the next couple days, Bogman. <laughs> How about Latavius Murray owners with DeAndre Washington goating out two touchdowns? Vulture. Vulture. And, Vulture. and, you know, as you would say, the hate's gone far enough. Boy, did the hate kind of turn itself back around for the playoffs, and uh, it was all pretty much uh, DeAndre Washington in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it was – well, just in the championship. Well, even last
1: week he got that touchdown away from him.
2: Yeah, he vultured, sure. I I just – it sucks. DeAndre Washington was most likely on everyone's wire. It's highly doubtful that DeAndre Washington won you a championship because so many people dropped him, right? I mean, I guess maybe somebody had an injury last week or they didn't trust whoever going into this game, and so they picked up DeAndre Washington. Someone out there won because of him. But most likely – you're m- way more likely to have lost because Latavius got vultured and uh, screwed you out of 12 points. 12 Sucks. rushing attempts, Terrible.
1: 99 yards and two touchdowns, just unlubricated all over your fantasy team. <laughs> Brutal. Which, Speaking of which, how about Rob Kelly owners and the Chris Thompson era taking its way through for championship week? for two damn touchdowns. Do you think anybody had I mean Chris Thompson rushing wise it's only three catch three attempts for 20 yards and a touchdown but he also had a receiving touchdown. I mean, Rob Kelly owners needed that worse than anything because they love the matchup. They love the matchup against Chicago didn't happen. Do you think anybody had Chris Thompson in their lineup and they just they're just walking around just, you know, <laughs> just get money <laughs> just just rocking it.
2: I'm sure I'm sure somebody had Chris probably Thompson probably in a flex. Yeah, I have flex spot, PPR league, why not? You know, one of those, like I said, somebody got hurt, you have to play him, one of those deals. Maybe uh, people are afraid of, of uh, you know, the some matchup. Maybe you had Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden and you're afraid of them being sad or whatever. I don't know. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of running back situations that have turned out horribly this year. So I guarantee you, somebody somewhere was starting Chris Thompson.
1: Uh, Jeremy Hill. There's a lot yeah, of question yeah. about Jeremy Hill with that cue mark on. Maybe AJ Green's going to be back. Jeremy Hill seven attempts for eight yards, and AJ Green not playing after they were saying he was. You know, people had Jeremy. Well, I said Hill I in. didn't believe
2: it last week with AJ Green, right? You, you know, know, people
1: left him in their lineup and they missed it because you know, with everything going on the holiday weekend, you know, people had AJ Green in. They made up their minds. They left him in, and then he doesn't play.
2: Hey, you know what? Good. If you, didn't, if you didn't take A.J. Green out of your lineup, they said it the day before that he wasn't going to play, you deserve to lose. Maybe I'm sorry. Did. Maybe you That's did. That's just but how it is.
1: All hopes and dreams lost for people that had A.J. Green. You know, Maybe they had to reactivate him off of, a, of an I.L. type of thing and, and cut a, a, Doug a, Martin. a serviceable player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Doug Martin is on Doug there. Doug Martin, sure.
2: that one makes sense. If you had Doug Martin in your lineup, that made sense because he was an afternoon
1: game and they just sat him out of the blue. So. Well, we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit too because there's a whole lot with that. Doug Martin absolutely could have screwed you. Uh Jeremy Hill definitely screwed you. Seven Curse. rushing attempts, eight yards. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he stepped Curse. on the towel and look how garbage he was.
2: Curse. You think he's done
1: for his career? <laughs> I don't know if he's done for his he career, might be. but
2: the, he's, I bet you he's not going to play against the Ravens because there's nothing to play for. So would you use that curse either to your one advantage?
1: Games. Would you like go to a store with people you don't like and just put a terrible towel on the floor so they step on it and you're like you're nah, cursed? Nah, they have to you're do it. I, they, I it. I curse
2: you. I crush you. I crush you. You didn't even try to. He, I don't even think he stepped on it. He just like tried to tear it in half, couldn't, and then threw it on the ground. He might have stomped on it after that. I don't know. I kind of quit paying attention to Jeremy Hill, but Jeremy Hill's irrelevant. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if the Bengals draft another running back. Well, and Russ Burkhead wasn't bad. Yeah, and Gio's going to be back. So Jeremy Hill to me is irrelevant. I don't I don't like him, and um, he's
1: cursed. No, of, course so. you don't like of course you don't like him anymore. Uh, how about this one? Russ Wilson hasn't been so great. Four touchdowns. Guaranteed you played against him in your championship game, right? <laughs> Russ Wilson, four damn touchdowns and a double down. <laughs> I played against him. Doug Baldwin, 171 yards and a touchdown. Give me a break.
2: Doug Baldwin is so ridiculous. Like he—he, uh, he, This is the best game he had all year. Remember uh, last year, down the stretch, Doug Baldwin had the, the three-touchdown game and then was the best wide receiver in the league in the last half of the season, the last quarter of the season. It was ridiculous. He just wrapped all that up into your championship week. So if you threw him in there and rolled
1: with him... How many people do you think had him benched? So I bet many. there were a I'll couple. I bet so many I mean, people had him it's benched.
2: It's tough to bench Doug Baldwin, but... I bet a, a couple people had him benched, and they started like AJ Green. What if he started <laughs> and, like Brandon Marshall? It out. Brandon oh,
1: Marshall over there oh. I I started Brandon Marshall. That was ugly. It was ugly. But Russ Wilson, Doug Baldwin, probably on the end of uh, you either played against them or you might have had them on your bench. You know, but uh, you know, I actually, I was on um a random call. I was on the Fantasy Insiders on ooh, was it Friday? I think it was Friday night. Uh, technically, I guess it falls into Saturday since like East Coast, it was at like twelve thirty Eastern. And I was on with uh, Jeff Johnson over there for the Fantasy Insiders, and we were talking about some of these games. And one of the things I mentioned, I think this held true, was like all the quarterback matches were pretty great. Like for a championship week, almost all the quarterback ones had good matchups where like why would you sit any of them unless you put yourself in a situation where you had like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees or something like that. But pretty much every single quarterback one, it was just like, you know, grip it and rip it. Just let them go, and you were good <laughs> it, to go. Chuck chuck it football uh, and then uh, there's plenty of guys that f you in the a but i guarantee you you probably played against david johnson in your fantasy championship and he <laughs> F'd, i did and he any he f me in my a I was looking good and he had three touchdowns on 95 yards to me i had a conversation on christmas day with somebody about this david johnson I, I it's hard for me to have this with you i need like a third party here <laughs> I think David Johnson might legitimately be the number one overall pick over Le'Veon Bell. Like,
2: no, he. I, th- I I. think you're right. Oh, I, oh I, really? I, okay. I, I do think you're right because he finds the end zone more than anybody. Incredible. That, now— I think in PPR, I might still want to go with Le'Veon. But for standard,
1: I think it's probably DJ. 116 but, targets were thrown at David Johnson through 16 weeks. 77 yeah. catches, 841 yards, and four touchdowns. That is better. That, that's like wide receiver, like two numbers. Those are mid-wide <laughs> receiver two numbers. Just his receiving, his rushing, uh, 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. He's well, unbelievable.
2: The thing for next year is going to be Bell or DJ. That's gonna, unless one of them had blows at their knee in week seventeen or something. You know what it's that's like. Coming it's off like injured.
1: Marshall Falk and Ladainian Tomlinson. Ladainian yeah. Tomlinson. Like that's like what the, these two guys are. This is the level. David Johnson's incredible. I wish I owned him everywhere. I only owned him in one league in the um, I think it was the 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 nail biter league that I couldn't quite make it into. And Jesus, if I would have got in, I probably would have won because of David Johnson. But guaranteed, you probably were up against and you were looking at it and you're like, oh, David Johnson against Seattle. This would be great. Nope. Well, that's
2: what I said. I said, if he doesn't have 100 yards one week, it's going to be against the Seahawks. And he didn't. He did. But he had three three touchdowns. touchdowns. He's amazing.
1: David, uh, David Johnson's. He's incredible. He really is incredible. I think he's a number one player next year. The other question we the other uh thing we brought up, who's a better receiver, David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell? Uh I think Bell is. It's tough.
2: Yeah, I just think I, I think Bell is the overall better wide receiver just because he can play wide receiver. Like he can play outside, in the slot, on the outside. Uh he can do whatever. He could probably play tight end if you wanted him out there. But uh, I think DJ, I mean, he catches the ball well, so he's good too. You know how much I I love David Johnson?
1: You know how much I love David – I'm a 49ers fan. I love David Johnson just as a player so much that – because I have my new binge. If I go on and I buy cards online and, you know, like cool like relic cards, I got an autographed. Uh, with jersey and a football used by David Johnson on the card of David Johnson. I went and ordered that's that. Cool, that's how man. much I love that's him. Cool love that guy. Yeah, well, as a Niner a cool, fan, that's a lot of love. And it's so. a cool, cool-ass card. Love David Johnson, but he effed me in my A. So, <laughs> there's just that. Uh, number two on the lead, Bogman. Big questions going into 2017. So, there are a a jillion questions. And we're going to cover them all throughout the next couple of months. Some of them will even kind of be talked about in the mock draft, but I put five together I just wanted to talk about right here because some people are looking towards that. Number 1, all season long it's been a topic of discussion. It never turned around and this was the week for it to turn around and it's Todd Gurley. Who is what is Todd Gurley in 2017 against the worst 49ers. The worst run de- rush de- run defense in the entire NFL the game where you should be able to put up at least 100 yards. He had a touchdown, but he still only had like 60 yards, like 63 yards or something like that against the 49ers. Todd Gurley looks like a shell of who he is. He does look more like the Trent Richardson comparisons that people were giving him. Ah. Who is Todd Gurley in 2017? We will tell you where he went in the mock draft coming up here in just a little bit. But what do you think about Todd Gurley? Who is he in 2017?
2: I think Todd Gurley is going to be fine. I don't know if that means he's a first-round pick. He might be a second-round pick, but he's definitely going to be a, a high fine? running back. What is fine? Uh, I think that he is going to be more of 2015 Todd Gurley than 2016 Todd Gurley in 2017 because they're going to get an offensive coach. I there's going to be nothing like a Jeff Fisher hire. Great, the greatest they're thing gonna ever that get, happened
1: was Jeff Fisher going away. This is it's yes. huge, but
2: still they're going to get Josh McDaniels or Sean Payton or somebody big in offensive. They've been trying to back up a truck full of money at, at John Gruden. Hasn't happened yet. They, well, they Boom. just back up the whole organization. They're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna spend money on offensive
1: linemen. I'm sure because, because, they, have to, because they have to. Their quarterback sucks. Their receivers suck. Their offensive line sucks.
2: Yeah, I think the receivers and, and and we don't know what we have in golf yet, do we? I mean it's only half a season. He was uh well, what we they know didn't isn't win a good. game. Yeah, what we know isn't good, but what we also know is, you know, uh Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher's team. That's all we know right yeah, that's now. That's true. I think someone else offensive mind is gonna come in and there are gonna be holes opened for uh Todd Gurley next year and I have
1: no problem drafting him. Okay. yeah, uh, thousand yard rusher next year. Yes. Uh, over under eight touchdowns. Over. Really? Todd Gurley's a good runner. Top ten he... running back next year.
2: Mm. Um I, I at this point I would say yes, but I want to see where some of these draft picks go, where some free agency stuff happens. But I think right now I, I say yes.
1: Okay. It's friend.
2: I think he's a good running back. He's in a bad, bad, bad situation this year. And playing uninspired. He even said he's even said as much. So, I think a new coach, new inspiration, uh, new schemes, better line, uh, smarter quarterback. I think he's going to have uh, an improved 2017 for sure.
1: Currently, about the 17th overall running back in one of our leagues. It's like a half point PPR for ranking wise. He's the 17th overall running back. David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman. That's six right there. Um, Jay Ajayi or Todd Gurley? Gurley. Mm. Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley? Gordon. Uh Legarrett Blunt or Todd Gurley?
2: Gordon.
1: or uh, uh, Gordon. Uh Gurley. <laughs> Just Joe Gordon. Gordon. I still want Melvin Gordon. Jordan yes. Howard or uh, Todd Gurley. Oh.
2: And Howard has a nose for the end zone too, but I'll take Gurley. Lamar Miller
1: or Todd Gurley? Gurley. Jamal Charles or Todd Gurley. Early. okay so you yeah you have him as a top 10 i'm not sure if he is going to be better i really like jordan howard i don't know if he's gonna be better than him legaron blunt pretty incredible on that team 17 touchdowns 1100 yards yeah but he, you wouldn't be shocked if they went and drafted christian mccaffrey nope, would you i wouldn't that would that's everything I, up that's right. probably going to happen actually as you say <laughs> that uh yeah I, I i still think he's there but it's uh it's questionable he's a player that you you maybe want to buy in on number two what comes of doug martin because this is what we were talking about before. He's gone. He's trashed. Okay, because Cutter said uh, – because they, they – um he was a, a a no play not due to injury. They just – Yeah, DMP, coach's DMP. decision. Yeah, there you go. DMP, coach's decision. And Cutter came out after and said, eh, we got four backs. We can't give them all touches. And uh, they just straight up benched him. So is he on a new team and can he He's recover? He's got to
2: be traded. He's got to be traded. They just Didn't they just give him a bunch of money? I No, mean, they just
1: gave him a bunch of money.
2: Uh, he's got to be traded. I think someone needs a running back out there. Um, that, you know, the uh, amount of that? running
1: backs getting traded is so minimal. The NFL is the no trade.
2: League. What about what about Doug Martin to the uh, you know maybe the Lions for a fifth round pick, fourth round pick?
1: Maybe. What about yeah, that? That would I mean that would be a great place. You know, the other place might work because it didn't work this year is Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville could trade Allen Hearns or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that would be good, too, because a lot of people haven't taken Fournette. Uh, some insiders say that that's not going to happen, but I mean, who knows? I mean, we didn't think that Zeke would go to the Cowboys so early. So, What if uh, Martin stays? What if he's a Buccaneer? I would I, Doug Martin
1: to the Eagles. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he makes sense. He'd Him and Sproles or him and uh, Smallwood just going back and forth? Right. I don't know. I might finally be off Dougie Doug. I'm not sure if I'm there anymore. Yeah, I think he
2: kind of have to be, especially if he stays.
1: Unless he went to a workhorse, but let's, you know, Miami, like get rid of JJ into Miami. Like I need him to be a workhorse and Tampa doesn't want him to be a workhorse. And it's a bad sign for the, I, I'd like to get more information about the DMP. Like it can't be just like cutters, like, nah, he's not going to play. Like, like Doug must've threw a fit or something. Muscle Some hamster thing. must've got all muscly and hamstery. He, you, you got to think that he did something. Yeah, something happened big where he probably was going to go to a new team next year. Don't know where that is, but you know, I actually don't even remember. We're gonna have to go back and look and see where he got drafted in this mock draft. I don't think I think he's Doug Martin of two years ago again, where he's gonna be a value. I don't know if you can take him before the fourth round.
2: Nah, no, nah, I don't think he can at all.
1: All right, uh, number three, does Larry come back? Larry Fitzgerald saying he wants to take a month off, possibly retire. Um, if he doesn't, it's got a lot of fantasy implications. JJ Nelson has been a top 30 fantasy wide receiver for the last couple of weeks. Does he vault into a number one um, for the Cardinals and maybe a fantasy wide receiver? Number two. What about John Brown? What do you think? Does Larry come back? What does it mean for JJ Nelson, John Brown?
2: I think that if Larry, I think Larry does come back. First off, I think if Palmer comes back, Larry comes back. I think that's, that's how that's going to happen. And I think they both come back, but Let's let's just say for for fun he doesn't come back he retires if Carson Palmer's still there I think Nelson and Smokey both have decent value I think they're both wide receiver two uh, upside I think JJ is a wide would,
1: receiver two John Brown I would he burned
2: draft me. them I, well I understand he 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 burned you but he was hurt and then he was playing hurt. So he just had – this kind of a lost season for John Brown. I feel like he can bounce back next
1: what year. What if Larry does come back? What does that mean for J.J. Nelson? I think J.J. Nelson is still a serviceable wide receiver three, fantasy wide receiver three yes. next year, even if Larry's back.
2: I think that he has wide receiver two upside, but you have to draft him at wide receiver three. I agree. Because that. he
1: can't be your two. And here and here's a little tip for next year. There's a whole lot of Wide receiver two, fantasy wide receiver two upside players that are going to be sitting out yes. there that we we experienced this year from the Cam Meredith, Robbie Anderson group uh, to a whole bunch more. Speaking of And which, some we didn't,
2: like Josh Doxson. We didn't
1: even see him once this year. So. Like La- one Treadwell. La- La- La Welsh, yeah. uh, Lay La Bog Treadwell. <laughs> I don't possible. know
2: about him because of his quarterback and the way they run that offense. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, we didn't see much of him either. He could vault in. Adam Thielen
1: came out of nowhere. There's all kinds of uh, Number four. Is Cam Newton a top-ten fantasy quarterback in 2017?
2: I'm going to say, yeah. I think they add more. Uh, once again, they've got to spend money on the offensive line, upgrade somehow, draft something. Uh, and, and you know, they, they probably add another running back. And I think adding another running back will help that team a lot because John Stewart is good, but he's getting up there in age. And Whitaker hasn't worked out. Uh, I mean, Whitaker's fine for what he does, but needs paint.
1: Really hasn't worked they out. They need like Delvin Cook. They need some milk. They need like Delvin <laughs> Cook. Okay, let me do this real quick. um Quarterback ones. T- mm-hmm. Top 10. Tell me if you disagree. Rodgers? Good. Breeze? Good. Matt Ryan? Good. Andrew Luck? Good. Kirk Cousins? Good. Derek Carr? Yes. Russell Wilson? Yes. Derek- Dak Prescott? No. Not a top 10? No. Uh, ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. That's nine quarterbacks. Nine quarterbacks. Now you have the And two, Cam Newton. And Cam Newton is your ten. Unless you have Cam over Jameis Winston.
2: Uh yeah, I think I would.
1: Over Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Over Blake Bortles. Yeah, my Marcus only question Mariotta. is Jameis.
2: Yes. Uh, Matthew yes. Stafford. Uh well Stafford is tough. But I think I'm, I'm probably more likely to take somebody else out. I said yes to, to be honest with you.
1: Well, okay, because what in, I'm saying and, is of the nine that we, we agreed on. Well, I think uh, what we just figured out is that quarterback is super, super deep. for next Super year. deep next year. Super deep. Tyra Taylor and Blake Bortles scored way more than Cam Newton. I think Dak Prescott is a top ten quarterback next year for sure. When we went through the math, Dak was my number eight. And then um, I think he was number – he might have been my number nine. Yeah, so, so I have Rogers, Breeze, Ryan, Luck, Cousins, Carr, Russell, Prescott. Then I've got Ben at nine and Brady at ten. Not in that exact order. I don't have Cam in my top ten.
2: Yeah, I think Cam will still be a top ten. It just depends on what they do. Like if Greg Olson retires and Ted Ginn retires, then I might change my mind because Ted Ginn stretches the field. And the rest, they have those giant bastards, Devin Funches and Kelvin Benjamin. And uh, Jonathan Stewart doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield like he used to. If yeah. they don't add another piece, you know, I think I'll, this is a lot depends on what goes on in the off season. But right now, I think I'm keeping Cam in my top ten. He has too much upside.
1: All right, last one of the big questions going into 2017. Will you trust the injury guys? Are you going to trust Melvin Gordon? Will you trust Melvin Gordon? I mean, was so great all year, then got hurt. Screwed you for your fantasy playoffs, continuously out, may be out for Week 17. Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, I, I mean, I you could even throw in A.J. Green in there if you'd like. Um, are you going to trust any—who of these injury guys are you going to trust next
2: year? I'm not trusting any, any of the old backs. I'll trust Melvin Gordon just fine. I'm not taking Jamal Charles. I'm not taking Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson could be fine. He could be— Back to being a freak or whatever, but their offensive line is so awful. Yeah, even if they do improve it, they need five offensive linemen. I mean, they're so bad this year. Um, the, they, I, I can't trust Adrian Peterson. I trust him more than Jamal Charles. I'm not drafting Jamal Charles anymore unless I get him at some super deal. It's just not going to happen for me. Melvin Gordon's young enough to be, okay, fine. You know, that's a brutality. Keenan is fine, but I have to take Keenan
1: at a deal. I got. I, I need deals on all the injury guys too. Melvin Gordon might be different, though. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to pay top two round for him if that's where he's going to go. Nah, me neither. But I want deals on all of them. All right, perfect. All right. So the next one up here is. I want to just. We're just going to talk a little bit about week seventeen from the week sixteen perspective. But there's something we're not doing here, and this is a reason we don't play into week six, 17 And we ended at week sixteen is because there's so much you don't know about week 17, whether it's good teams, benching players, bad teams, benching players. um, We just don't know. It's a free for all in week 17. Sometimes obviously the teams that are going for it, you're still going to get some stuff. You know, you're still going to get some of your players, but last minute benching, if a team clinches a spot in the second half, uh, you know, are these the teams that are saying, well, we don't arrest our guys, but then they're not going to play in the second half. There's so much you have to be aware of. Breaking it down game by game is just not something we're not going to do, but you're more than welcome uh, if you have some start and sit questions to tweet us. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? But let's talk a little bit about uh, some effects of week 17. Like, how about the yeah. freaking injuries that happened? There were gross. Some-
2: awful injury the what? locket injury what? was so disgusting i couldn't watch it
1: i didn't watch it I can't
2: and i watch love it. sending stuff like that to you and to other people that are grossed out by it and it grossed me out it was
1: horrendous i can't do it i just know it was gross and even in the group me someone was like just no one posts this here please like that everyone was funny agreed.
2: because May- Mayfield was like, don't post it. And like two seconds later, Steve posted it. And it wasn't like what a, a jerk mover. Being. Well, it wasn't a jerk mover or anything. They, like, they posted that crap like at the same time.
1: Horrible like, human beings.
2: <laughs> uh, oh. It was disgusting. It was absolutely awful. Uh, Ekar car, Mariota, obviously, uh, both out. That's going to affect Cooper. It's going to affect... DeMarco uh, Murray in the championship. Thanks. a um, whole lot, dude. If you're I going think to week 17. Hurts is going to be okay or better, and maybe Paul Richardson is better. Um, but it hurts so much. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of teams being eliminated hurts almost just as much. Like, um, you know, are the Bengals going to play Andy Dalton the whole game? Because A.J. McCarron is fine. Uh, Jeremy Hill's hurt. You know, so Rex Burkhead's probably going to get a lot of run. Um, You know, uh, Tampa Bay, Washington, Green Bay and Detroit are all the teams vying for spots, so those are the, the games that should proceed as normal. Uh, every everything in the AFC is locked up
1: outside of seating. The Dolphins or the Chiefs could go to Pittsburgh that to play. Week seventeen is so sucky; it's, it's dude. awful. You, you should got not that, play it. and then you got the. I mean, we're just talking about the gross injuries. Here is some other stuff: Bryce Petty injured reserve. That actually might be a benefit uh, week seventeen to Brandon Marshall. Uh, Melvin Gordon still don't Marshall plays. Yeah, right. if Marshall plays, you're right. Melvin Gordon, still day-to-day. He could possibly miss more time. Kenneth Farrow, his backup, injured reserve. So it might be Ronnie Hillman time. That might be a Week 17 uh, savior. Carlos Hyde, uh, big injury. Doesn't It doesn't look like it's going to require surgery, but he's out. Uh, Mar- uh, Rob Kelly, day-to-day. This might be Chris Thompson. This might be a huge Chris a Thompson game.
2: Week. Let me just pick a random game for you, okay? okay? Yeah. Jacksonville versus Indianapolis. <laughs> okay. Both these teams are eliminated. Yeah. Uh uh maybe Jacksonville's coach is fighting for the job, Doug Marone. Uh,
1: but what about Indianapolis?
2: Why would you play Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton this nah, week? especially Why?
1: with the injury stuff. I, I think they could play him maybe a half. Right. Yeah, I totally agree that, with you. I mean, Jacksonville seems like point. a great play this week. If anything, this is like Allen Robinson and Blake Bortles Possibly. I think will be big. Right. They were,
2: they were big last week, like yeah. Bortles without – uh, stupid Gus Bradley looked amazing this week. He looked like the Gus Bradley we thought, or the Gus Bradley. Well, he looked like the Blake Bortles we thought we were getting uh, from the beginning of the season this week. And Alan Robinson was awesome too. They moved him all around the field. So, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, you, you play your guys for a half. You know, you, you went out and drafted Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, and now they clinched a spot, and they're they're definitely in number three. They have nothing to play for. Yeah. So there's just too many of these games. Where teams have no, like, do the Cardinals play Carson Palmer against I, I, the, the Rams? I, I don't see the Rams why you can't. Dirty ass defense no, with they, Aaron Donald, who's a
1: dirty player, and they should be featuring uh, Stanton. See what they have in Stanton for one more game. That, uh, right. Absolutely, probably taper. I don't think David Johnson plays a full game. The load that he's had this year. Amazing. <laughs> <Phrasing.
2: laughs> the only game
1: completely JJ played a good play this week.
2: Normal, I believe, is going to be the Sunday night game. It's Green Bay at Detroit because that's for the South. That's for the NFC North and for a home playoff game. Yeah. Every other game, even, you know, uh, Tampa Bay plays. Yeah. Tampa Bay plays Carolina. Carolina has nothing to play for. They're gone. Uh, Washington is in there playing against the giants. The giants have nothing to play for. So I, I just, you don't play week 17. Just another thing you are actually the giants clinched. I don't know why I am saying they're eliminated. Uh, they clinched a playoff spot. So, uh, you know,
1: what are you playing for at yeah, this point? Yeah, it may I work mean. out for some people, and and it's fine. And the people that like seventeen, I just don't like it because I mean, I mean, it's just everything, everything that's happened: Carr, Mariota, Lockett's, the injuries, the non-playings. I mean, there there's nothing worse than having your players bench. It's like basketball coming to football. Like, ah, it's the second quarter, we'll just bench this player. It's like playing preseason again. Mm-hmm. And it won't happen to everybody, like you said, but it's it, plenty of people are going to be affected by it. And uh, I, I think I would say Le'Veon Bell would be affected by it. I'd say Antonio Brown or Roethlisberger. A, a lot of players. So. So many the, the the be all end all here is if you've got start and sit questions you're welcome we're still uh, invested and involved in it to uh, tweet us at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports not doing the game breakdown because uh, literally every single day things are going to change this coach is yeah. going to we're going to play our studs this we're going to sit injury reports Melvin Gordons there's so much on the line uh, I don't personally want it to be week 17 but we are still here for you and last up on the lead is the good the bad. And the
0: ugly. Are you having so much fun, punk? Well, are ya? It's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Bogdan and the good, there was there was definitely a lot of good. David Johnson was good for a lot of people. Um, this could almost be, you know, who effed someone in the A so hard? I would guess, and from the good standpoint, Adam freaking Thielen. <laughs> 202 yards on 12 catches, two touchdowns, and I guess... Guarantee you two things happened. One, he was on your bench and you're so <laughs> pissed. Or two, you played against him. Guarantee <laughs> it. There's no way you started him in one. Nope. Nobody started him. No <laughs> one on the planet started him that listened to this show because the people that started Adam Thielen are the evil people that you played against and you they effed you in the A.
2: Yeah, I mean I can see it for sure. Adam Thielen. Uh,
1: After putting you know, up a donut last week, by the way. I played against him yeah. last week in a league donut. And then he comes, he breaks off 200 yards and 12 uh, and 12 catches for two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, it's brutal. That is a brutal, brutal-ass game uh, if you played against him. Hopefully you didn't leave him on your bench, though. Hopefully you started him. But he had a horrible game the week before. I so don't know why you could have. like you
1: said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the bad, Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley straight up putting up. a uh, a ryan fitzpatrick type of day had a couple touchdowns good for him but five picks
2: you know what i think this game did it guaranteed that a quarterback goes to chicago early
1: in the draft you think that's a guarantee by the way this is incredible um over the last two games matt barkley has thrown four touchdowns and eight picks Ten picks over the last five that games. That sounds like when you start playing Madden on uh, on all Madden. Totally. That's like what it starts. And then it, you hit reset, reset. They really need to just <laughs> accidentally quit the game. Are you sure? Yes, quit. Oh, whoops. This um, isn't real life, but Matt Barkley, real life through three, three picks. I mean, five hundred or 323 yards, two touchdowns, it's nice, but five picks. And I think you're right. I think um, – I think you kind of. I think. I think you're right. In, in the the Chicago Bears need to bring in a quarterback. Jay Cutler's never been the answer. Matt Barkley's not the answer. They need a. Who who would they bring in? Who's who do they viably could they draft at their spot?
2: Deshaun Kaiser, uh, Deshaun Watson, one of the Deshauns. Okay. Um, or mean. if if Trubisky fell, they could take Trubisky. But I feel like Trubisky's going to go with the top two picks. So probably not. They could trade okay. up. I mean, that's what the Redskins and and, and the. Uh, And and the Rams did last year. So, uh, you know, possibility to trade up if there's
1: one guy that they like in particular. So we'll see. The ugly Thomas Rawls effed you in your A for the second straight week. I mean, he got hurt, whatever, but he effed you in your A for two straight weeks. Previous week against the uh, Rams, 21 carries for 34 yards. This week against the Cardinals, how about eight carries for eight yards? Next year, the
2: Welsh. Huh. Are you drafting Jeremy Hill or Thomas Rawls first?
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I originally, it's funny you say this. I originally, in my going into you know, 2017 questions, I, w- I was thinking about, and there's just too many questions we could be going through, and maybe this will be a, an off-season episode where we'll cover some of these pretty shortly here, so make sure that you're subscribed, was, is Thomas Rawls even the feature back next year? Did they bring in somebody? Is CJ Procise the guy? I don't know, man. I guess if I had to pick, I'd probably take Thomas Rawls, but yeah, I would I, be—I would just rather not take either one
2: ever. Looking, looking at the mock, it's interesting where they
1: went. Okay, so. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be going through that here in just a minute. But uh, Thomas Rawls definitely effed in the A for two straight weeks. Um, pretty gross. Pretty gross. Hey, remember? I just want to remind everybody in the preseason in the dra- draft analysis episode that we did, ESPN had him twenty overall. <laughs> <laughs> they did, One T over all. And, yes. we, and we called that out, too. We did not like that. But uh, let's get into it. Like Bogman said, we have got a 2017 early mock draft. Here we go.
0: Ha! You just got F the A. All your dreams.
1: Yes. Pops down the f***ing drain. And it's gone. So we conducted this. Uh, this is a slow draft, mock draft. We ended up making it 14-man. Uh, we were going to do 12, so it's a little bit bigger, but I, th- I think it still holds well. You know, you're going to get to see where guys go, and if you draft in those bigger 16-man leagues or higher, this is going to be beneficial. All ITL Army members joined us on this, and we did it through Couch Managers, and it ended about a week ago. So, you know, any of the new, new stuff wasn't taking place and it took place over a week. So this is about two weeks old for you to have some knowledge about it. So what we're going to do here is we're going to I'm going to post all of this, this mock draft on the article page of this episode. So if you want to go and take a look at it, you can do that. But we're going to kind of really talk about the first six rounds and just a couple brief mentions of some picks that happened after there. But let's go through. The first round, I am going to read off the first couple picks and let's talk about them. As the first three picks in the draft were all running backs. Le'Veon Bell goes number one overall to you, Bogman. You had the first overall pick. David Johnson goes two, and Ezekiel Elliott goes three. Now, we just talked about David Johnson being the number one overall guy. Obviously, that three-touchdown game hadn't happened. Would you change anything from that?
2: Uh, I I think this is going to be what... The first top end of the first round is going to be this year. I think it's going to be these three players, Bell, Johnson, Elliott, and um, that's going to be everyone's argument. And I don't think there's a wrong answer unless there is a brutal injury to Bell or Elliott in the playoffs. I think that this is going to be what we argue about all all offseason long as far as the top end of the front round goes. Do you take Bell? Do you take David Johnson? Do you take Ezekiel Elliott?
1: Yeah, and there's a couple things or two things I forgot I wanted to preface preface on here. This is a 0.5 PPR that we're looking at, so just so you know that what what we're doing here because in that respect, David Johnson is just the clear cut number 1 and Ezekiel Elliott is still number 2 among our I don't all think
2: it, I don't think it's clear cut.
1: No, I'm I saying th- points wise. Points, oh, my points. Okay, points, okay. bad, my bad. He's, my bad. Almost a hundred more points than Ezekiel Elliott with 400 points. I'm looking at, Jesus. and Ezekiel Elliott at 300. Le'Veon Bell comes in as the fifth overall running back here. The second point for this mock draft. Completely forgot to mention this. There are no rookies in here, so yeah, know yeah, that some things could change. And in the last episode, if you want to go back and refresh yourself, we kind of talked about could any of these rookies vault themselves up into some of these places? Guys like Dalvin Cook and and Fournette are probably not going to be yeah. first rounders. Are probably going to be second, late second, maybe third. It all depends on the situation. So there's not an Ezekiel Elliott. There's necessarily no Elliot. No, no, no.
2: Because there's no situation. Like I think uh one of the best situations would be if Dalvin Cook ended up in like Philly because uh he would blow everybody else out of the water. There'd be no Ryan Matthews, there'd be no you know, sprolls mixed in or Smallwood mixed in, it'd be Dalvin Cook's job. But uh, there's not too many of those uh, cushy scenarios.
1: Love Dalvin Cook so much. That's just my guide this year. So uh, those were the first three picks. Uh, I think it was uh, Sorio with the second pick. Joe had Ezekiel Elliott. You took Le'Veon Bell. I think that's pretty stand. I, even in a standard league. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I still three. hold. You know what my tough part is? David Johnson's my number one. I've decided on that. David Johnson's my number one overall. Standard, I might lean Ezekiel Elliott, but PPR, I'm still going Le'Veon Bell because he is special.
2: But do you agree that there's no wrong answer? Like, no, if someone
1: were to take Ezekiel
2: Elliott number one, you'd be like, all right, that's not what I'd do, but it's not insanity.
1: No, you're right about that. because Okay, because here, here's the funny thing to that. Remember last—okay, so uh, the preseason, we kind of told you with the receivers— the top three were no necessarily wrong answer. Antonio Brown, yes. Julio Jones, L. L. Beckham Jr. Though we liked Antonio Brown, number one, there wasn't like a wrong answer. Those were the next four picks. Antonio Brown went uh, 1-4 to Mark. I took Julio Jones at five, which I thought I was just like, at that point, I'm getting Julio Jones at five. Yeah, half And a, a half-point PPR. It's a steal. <laughs> and um, Odell Beckham Jr. went with the six oh, overall damn. pick. Now, when you look at – I'm looking at the the half-point PPR through week 16. You know who the leader is, overall wide receiver? Julio. No. Jordy Nelson. Jo- well, Jordy Nelson scored a bunch of touchdowns. 14 touchdowns this, this year. That's yeah. why he's number one. Odell Beckham is two. Mike Evans is three. And uh, Antonio Brown is four.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben missed some more time, you know. So uh, it, not not surprising to see A.B. at four, but you know what he's liable to do in a game is go crazy, and he still returns punts. So um, I, I think that you could mix and match between those three guys again. Uh, I think you could throw Mike Evans into that group, who was actually pick number seven.
1: Yeah, he's the seventh pick. Now, okay, to that, I think that's the order. I, I mean, I do Yes, I agree that you can mix and match. But that's my order. Antonio Brown, Julio, Beckham, Evans. That is my order of drafting at this point for next season.
2: Um, Yeah, I think that uh, maybe Beckham and Evans could be interchangeable. But I'm still going with A.B., Okay. So Julio has the injury stuff. Yeah, he does. does.
1: And it, so. and it's a serious concern. You know, a lot of people were like, is is he the Giancarlo Stanton? Because, I mean, look, the dude, 13, he's number two in the league. in, or He's, number he's three, Giancarlo actually, Stanton in
2: if Giancarlo Stanton hit 60 homers in the games that he, he played. That's you know true. What I mean, the dude, like, Julio puts up the numbers anyway. The so. dude
1: only played 13 games, and he's third in the league in yards. But his catches are down. He's only got 76, and his touchdowns are down. He's actually the lowest in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In the top nine receivers, he's got the least amount of touchdowns. If you go it to 10, him and Larry are tied. They only have five touchdowns in the entire season. So there's some question marks, but Julio is still Julio. So I guess I agree with what we're saying. Like they can be interchangeable. The rest of the first round, we'll talk about this. one 9 uh, or I'm sorry, 1-8 was uh, A.J. Green, the eighth overall pick. LaShawn McCoy was the ninth overall pick, followed by DeMarco Murray, which was 10, which I don't know why that surprised me a little bit, but it just is what it is. Because you just
2: don't buy him still. I just still don't (laughs) buy that.
1: A little bit more resurgence of uh, Derrick Henry. And I don't know. Amazing year DeMarco Murray had. You can't take anything away, but I don't think I'm taking him with the 10th overall pick. Todd Gurley went the 11th overall pick. Melvin Gordon, 12th. Jordy Nelson was the 13th, and T.Y. Hilton finished out the first round as the 14th overall pick. So let's. Uh, what, what do you think on any of these? I mean, DeMarco Murray is the one that stands out to me as just, I'm just not, uh, I just couldn't do it. But I, I guess you could also look and it's like, well, who are you going to take him over? I'm looking at right. this would, list would down here. Would you flip, um, would you take DeMarco Murray or Freeman? But see, I don't have to take Freeman there. I'd rather probably take Freeman in the next round.
2: I'm just asking. He actually, you, took, asking.
1: He actually took Freeman. I
2: understand oh, what, okay. what I'm saying is. Which would you take, Freeman? Okay, would you take uh, Demarco or Gurley? I you think... take Demarco. Would you take Demarco or Gordon,
1: Melvin Gordon? I probably would say I think I would take Mel. I would definitely take Melvin Gordon over Murray. Here's okay. okay here's a major problem I'm gonna have because I just I just set you up on that whole Gurley stuff. Like I'm gonna be tempted with Todd Gurley next year because we're talking deals, especially on the wheel. Like I'm very likely if he were still sitting there on the wheel, I would take. Todd Gurley i probably would have taken Melvin Gordon over Murray I felt like I would have taken T.Y. Hilton over Murray as well
2: yeah I don't mind that at all uh yeah and I don't mind taking Jordy or maybe. yeah maybe any Jordy. of these I, I think these are decently interchangeable I do think that I would probably still go with A.J. Green over these guys uh and he just, did
1: yeah I agree I would yeah. take A.J. over all these guys
2: but I think that this order feels right. I think that this this is fine. Um, I don't. I, maybe Demarco Murray's at the end of it. Yeah, That's maybe. Fine. They're kind of interchangeable to me. Uh, you could throw uh, Devontae Freeman in here, Dez and Amari. You can throw in here too. But I, who, who are some of the next picks in the second round? But I think that those are all kind of opinion based selections. I don't think. I mean, you know, maybe I would cut it off at McCoy because McCoy was so good this year. I'm back on the train. Here's one of the so. things
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now because at the end Bogman and I will both give what our team looked like just so you get like a reference point. There are running backs at least in here that went in the third round that I would rather have pairings of, and um, like just for instance, I'll just throw this out here. If 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 you told me, let's say I had. Um, I'll just say that I could get Jordan Howard and Jay Ajayi in like, even if it's the second and third, but maybe it's like the, the third and fourth. Maybe I have close in third and fourth round picks. If I could get those two, I would not take a running back in the first two rounds. I would rather have Jay Ajayi and Jordan Howard than I would DeMarco. I might rather have those guys than DeMarco Murray and Devontae Freeman, because then I'd have amazing receivers. Does that make sense? So if I had two good receivers In the front end, and then those two running backs, I'd rather have that than have Freeman and Murray and then the back end receivers.
2: It it does make sense. I think that we might be looking at pairings and where you can get guys in rounds a little bit early just because so much is going to change.
1: Ajayi could be a second round pick. Jordan Howard could be a second round pick come draft season time. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I think that... These are all fine. You know, my concern about DeMarco Murray uh, for next year is that Derrick Henry was used on the goal line a lot. Sure. So I don't want to have a vulture back. So I think I would go with McCoy and Gurley and Gordon possibly over him and then Murray. But I think you can say the same thing that you say about Murray with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Because well, Coleman, uh, you know, he vultured series, not uh, not all end zone series. But, I mean, that's still taking away. You're still uh, taking away production.
1: The first five picks in the second round, Amari Cooper led the way. So uh, Porter took T.Y. Hilton and Amari Cooper. That was his pairing. Des Bryant was the second pick. Keenan Allen going 17 overall. Adrian Peterson, 18 overall. And then Devontae Freeman, who we talked about, 19 overall. So uh, Stevie, there's a couple interesting things that happened here. Stevie went out and took Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson with his first two picks. Baldy as hell, and I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it at all. And I don't like it. You don't like it? It's too much risk. Uh, I mean, not, not, it's not so not risky. Only,
2: not only is it risky, all right, for, for the players personally, the position is also risky at running back. Look what happened to Peterson this year, and he's a physical freak. And Gurley he didn't even have a horrible injury, and he was not productive. So you're taking a not productive back and an injured back with your first two picks, is just too risky for me.
1: Well, okay, yeah, and... and I don't like it. Yeah, That's I, all. I don't know if I... I don't mind the Todd Gurley. It's the Adrian Peterson I'm not sure I would have done that pairing with. Like, the guy that we'll talk about that I end up getting in this round, I, he should have taken. That's a better of the risk if you're going to take some risks as far as their previous production, at least I believe. But I think in the second round... This is good. I don't know if I have the balls to take Keenan Allen with a 17 overall pick after what he did last year. His production is just it, – it speaks for itself. It speaks for yeah, what it does. Yeah, but I mean
2: how many times is he going to be that guy that drafts him?
1: I don't like – No, Kenan that's what Allen I'm saying. Like, like, I don't think I can do it. I can't be that guy that's going to draft him and if he gets hurt again. Like how many – like the next injury he's done. Right. Yeah. And it probably yeah, happens.
2: I, I feel like that was this injury. It might have so been. I don't know that he's done, but I'm done taking him where he typically goes.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you that. I I liked the Bryant and Cooper picks. Um, The other picks are fine. fine. Yeah, I'm a little bit more Freeman's good. Freeman's Uh, I'm a little bit like like this year. I was no way Freeman. I'm back. I think I mean, I still think Tevin Coleman takes away from it. But the Falcons have proved to be a team that can run two backs and have them fantasy relevant. So I'm okay with it. I'm just not sure I would still do it. Let's look at the next five picks, though. The 20th overall pick uh, to Dusty was Sammy Watkins. Then this is where it got interesting. This is where you see some rank jumpings. 21 overall was Devontae Adams. Devontae (laughs) Adams going. Then you had uh, Carlos Hyde, Doug Martin, and then the final pick, uh, or at least of these five, I took DeAndre Hopkins. I got him with the 24th overall pick. So what do you want to cover in this? I mean, Doug Martin. My favorite
2: pick is Devontae Adams.
1: You love that one.
2: I like that one. I don't like... Sammy Watkins going this high because of the injury stuff. I don't and, I agree. And Tyrod Taylor. And I like Sammy Watkins. I'm a Sammy Watkins guy. But Would you have taken an
1: Adams year? over Hopkins?
2: Yeah, I, I know, would. I, I, it, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Hopkins is too good, but they all they have is Tom Savage and Brock Lobster. They're not drafting a quarterback. So it's just co- going to continue to be a problem for him, I think, unless they wind up changing – uh, offensive coordinators and why would they change anything? They ma- they're making the playoffs
1: and they yeah. get JJ Watt back. I'm next. not hating on the Adams pick. I like it. I think I think people are going to have to pay a 20 to 30 uh, relative area for Devontae Adams next year. I agree with you on Watkins. I just think you got to take some risks in places. Took, I'm...
2: I was surprised you took Hopkins. I was very really? surprised
1: by it. Yeah, I was. Just cuz he
2: had such a bad year.
1: His upside too great.
2: And well, yeah, I agree that his upside is amazing. But there's just no help in sight right now for him.
1: Uh, I yeah, just don't I get that, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I think um, the construction of the team actually looks decent. The execution is what was lacking. They have uh, a, a good complement to Hopkins and Will Fuller. They've got a good running back. They've got a decent-ish line. The quarterback is obviously questionable, and they have a great defense. They have a lot of makings of things. But I to think work you're kind
2: of well, you're kind of making my point though. Like without change. I don't think too much changes for Hopkins. And they don't have – they didn't perform bad enough for there to be a massive overhaul. So unless he gets traded, I just – he's still going to be good. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's still DeAndre Hopkins. I had the options
1: of Lamar Miller, Allen Robinson, Rob Gronkowski, and I decided to go DeAndre Hopkins because every single one of those guys had the same risk as DeAndre Hopkins. They're just different type of risk. Lamar Miller has the exact same player. Allen Robinson has uh, the Bortles effect, and well, Ron Gronkowski me, is Gronkowski.
2: Let me ask you this. After we saw what happened with Gus Bradley being gone and the Jaguars moving Allen Robinson all over the field and beating a decent Titans defense, I mean, their secondary isn't great. Yeah, gray, I know you might have there. taken
1: Robinson over him. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Right. It's a lot closer. I gave it consideration when I was making my pick. A lot okay. of consideration to Allen Robinson because um, Allen Robinson is not who uh, we or you especially hoped he was last year. But he's yeah. going to be better. Um, yeah, I
2: think he's going to be good next year. And I think he's definitely going to be a buy low.
1: I would have taken Allen Robinson over Sammy Watkins, I can tell you that. And I would take Allen Robinson, boy, I might take Allen Robinson over Keenan Allen. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd take both those guys over. I'm done with Keenan Allen. Yeah, but DeAndre Hopkins. So what I was pointing to before was, don't, do you? I mean, maybe you don't agree here, but if Stevie would have taken Hopkins instead of AP, I think it's still risky. But I think the upside is greater for him to pair Todd Gurley and DeAndre Hopkins, who have the upside of being top five picks, than AP. Same crap to me. I
2: don't don't want any of that. I want want to go with Todd Gurley and then like Devontae Freeman or something because I know what Devontae Freeman is. (laughs) I know what I'm getting out of him. And Todd Gurley is so risky. I don't want to go risk, risk. That's just I mean, that's the way you win. But that's also the way you're out in week four.
1: Sure. So. Uh, the final picks on the second round, Lamar Miller, 25th overall. Alan Robinson went to Joe. Brandon Cooks went to Sorio. And then you took Rob Gronkowski. So I, lo- I mean, I was like, is there any way Rob Gronkowski falls back to me in the third? That would have been so prime. But you did, I think, what we talked about before. It was a great spot on the wheel yeah. in the second to third round. It a great spot to take Gronkowski. I loved your Gronkowski pick. Actually, I loved all three of these picks. I liked Lamar Miller where he went. I loved Alan Robinson's pick. And I think Brandon Cooks, these were all, these all made sense. These were all guys that were going like inside the top freaking 15 last year. And you're getting, you're getting value at this point.
2: I, I yeah, I really liked uh, seeing uh, Gronk fall to me. I think I might've been off of Alan Robinson before I saw his last game. So, uh, I thought that was a bit of a risk. But, I mean, Hopkins and Robinson going, they're just going in the second instead of the first now, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Brandon Cooks, kind of the same deal. Like, you know, Cooks is so disappointing some weeks, but at home is really good, and Drew Brees is still his quarterback. So it's its a good pick, especially yeah. when you already have one of the best picks in the league in David Johnson. And Gronk is the top tier of tight ends. and He's so much better than everybody else. Sure, he has injury problems. But we saw plenty of tight ends. I picked up – I mean, he's a 10-man. But for championship week, I picked up Antonio Gates, and he just went crazy. Yeah. So there's always a chance you can pick up a tight end. So I think the risk was worth it at the bottom of the second instead of at the bottom of the first where he's been typically going.
1: Now, I'll tell you, I think the majority of what happened in the first two rounds is about right. We're going to get into where it starts to get crazy and where we start to break apart some stuff. Uh, Because I want to talk about the top five here, and I'm very excited to hear you talk about your pick and what you think, and maybe you're fine with it. But – First pick in the third round, you took Latavius Murray. That was on the wheel. Jay Uh Ajayi went to Sorio, 30th overall, who I was just praying would fall to me. That's who I really wanted. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald went to Joe, which I think, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that. Demarius Thomas went to Mark. Then I took, this is my favorite pick in the draft that I took. I, I targeted him, though I wanted him around later. I would not have gotten him, is Jordan Howard with the 33rd overall pick. So let's first talk about yours. Would you do anything different Knowing what you know now with Latavius Murray, I mean, would you take Ajayi or my Howard over him?
2: I probably would take Howard. I mean, I like Latavius Murray, but there's so much risk that comes with him. When I picked him, uh, he had been the guy that had like the 25 carries to three carries for everybody else the two weeks in a row. So I was like, finally,
1: we got Latavius. Going. I was looking at Latavius, by the way. Like, yeah. I, was, I was glaring Latavius, Ajayi, and Howard. Uh, for sure and you t- I knew you were going to take Murray when it came there's, around see
2: there's there's danger there's dangers with both these guys because with Howard uh Howard got vultured by uh Langford a little bit this week so um
0: so, so I it,
2: it's it's just it's so tough to like Jordan Howard and John Fox's offense too especially with so many running backs coming out this year but we like there's, him over murray though like like i think i i think so the, it's Brown, like,
1: the, the bears are not going to take a running back with with I, I howard established himself
2: well well look there's so many running backs there's going to be good good running backs available late in this draft so if the raiders didn't take a running back and the bears did i would go with murray and if the uh bears take a running back in the third and the the Redskins take one or the Redskins, the Raiders take one later. I would go with Murray again, but I think in most scenarios I want Howard because okay. I think he's better than Langford now. He's proven it. He's a, he should be a goal line back, but there's always going to so be. So you risk. don't like
1: hate your pick, but you have taken Howard it, over it.
2: But now if we were doing this right now and I had the option, I would take Howard.
1: Yeah, I, and I would have done the same. I I was tormented of Howard. I think I would have still taken Ajayi over Howard. Um, but I really like Jordan Howard. That's going to be one of my guys next year. Don't like the Larry Fitzgerald pick, uh, especially in hindsight. And, you know, he's still I don't really think... good this year. He had a hundred catches. No, no, I, I uh, hundred. I mean, he's had a great season, but uh, he could retire even if he doesn't retire. I think his offense, I think him offensively is going to be limited. And I'm a little bit concerned about that. Like I said, I don't hate Larry Fitzgerald. I just don't care for him. 31 overall. And okay. I don't think I cared. Carey uh, care about Demarius Thomas uh, 32 fair. overall very fair. I don't I don't care for either one of those. Um, and those guys were both taken over Jordan Howard. Or DT is fine. Like I feel like Paxton Lynch with another year
2: is going to be better than what Trevor Simeon was this year. So I that's okay. See, and like, it's not great. I think I'd rather have Alshon Jeffrey.
1: One, uh, and I totally agree. That's the next pick, thirty four overall. Uh, uh, Rob took Alshon Jeffrey, but one of my arguments. I kind of alluded to with like, there are so many upside wide receivers. I don't really need or want to take a clear wide receiver, like low end wide receiver two over a running back two when I can probably the next three rounds get high upside wide receiver twos later. There's like, I'll just, I've just randomly scrolled up in the fifties. I see some high ass, uh, upside wide receivers that are sitting here in the fifty range, and they're not that much different than guys like Demarius Thomas or Larry Fitzgerald. So I just don't personally care for that. But the next five picks: Alshon Jeffrey went to Rob, uh, Thomas Rawls went to Colt. That's part of our question. Uh, Mark Ingram went thirty-six overall to Eric, Jamal Charles to Dusty, and then uh, Julian Edelman went thirty-eight overall. What do you? There is so much risk. Rawls and Charles are too risky. I think uh, you know Rawls. Even if
2: they Did don't you take draft Charles anybody. overalls,
1: yeah, take Charles over Rawls? Yeah. I knew that. was. I just, like, I know you would take If you had the 35th overall pick and I hate someone it, said though. you could I, only I take, take Charles or Rawls.
2: Yeah, I would take Charles.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would.
2: It's, it's <laughs> terrible. I mean, you're talking about, you know, former league MVP, you know, number one player in fantasy. Jamal Charles versus a guy that's had his leg busted twice. uh You know, I mean— uh, I think uh, I would take Charles in that scenario, but I don't want either one of those pieces of crap. Um, uh, now, look, the running backs get so thin that I don't mind you take, taking a running back, but, uh, you know, uh, Blunt went after those guys. Uh, I, that, that I hate. That's, like, it's
1: guys. so funny you said that. Like, that was one of my key things. Like, Blunt, I would have taken over every single one of those players we named except Alshon Jeffrey.
2: Uh, yeah, Julian Edelman. I think I take. I might take sexy Julian over him.
1: Maybe. Uh, but, again. Uh, whole wide. Well, Julian Edelman has wide receiver one appeal upside. in PPR. Yeah. So.
2: In- Ingram is fine. I like Ingram. Actually, I think this is kind of a deal on Ingram. Finally, you know, Close. Uh, yeah, in- yeah. Ingram has been that back end of the first, middle of the second guy the last couple years, and if you can get him in the third, uh, you're lucky. And he's. It looks like hopefully he'll steadily be going. In the third, I mean, he hates Sean Payton, and they could get a new coach and change a couple things there. But I think as long as Drew Brees is in New Orleans, things are going to stay basically the same. So yeah,
1: uh, the next couple of picks finishing out the third round: Jamison Crowder, 39th overall, to Stevie. He complimented Todd Gurley and AP with Jamison Crowder. Aaron Rodgers, first quarterback, taking 40th overall. And then here's where the shit storm starts up. Uh, the 41st overall pick is another quarterback, and it's Jameis Winston. And then it ends out, the round ends out with Jeremy Hill. That's just ending it. I mean, bad picks. Uh, I love B-Dub. It's, it <laughs> couldn't be the most, there's no more of a Homer pick that, it, it's just, it's a horrible pick. I'm sorry. It's just, it's an awful pick because, because of this, if you think Jamison, if you think James Winston's going to be the second overall quarterback, that's fine. That's f- totally fine. But you got to read the room. No one is taking James Winston Anywhere close to Andrew Luck
2: went in the seventh round.
1: That's no, no way. No, Andrew Luck went
2: in the seventh round. Tom Brady
1: went in the fifth round, round. the first pick in the fifth round, and Jameson and James Crow, James Winston. I keep wanting to call him Jameson Winston. (laughs) And Crowder went with the (laughs) second to last pick in the third round, and Tom Brady went two rounds later, and Andrew Luck went four. It's just you got to read the room. That's not. I
2: mean, look. Jameis Winston, uh, 4,000 yards. He's going to hit it. Twenty-seven I James touchdowns. Winston. Yeah, 27 touchdowns. But he he rushed for 147 yards and a touchdown. Like, if, if this dude's running for 500 yards and scoring 10 touchdowns, that's fine. But, I mean, Tyrod Taylor outscored him this year.
1: He's not a top-10 quarterback in half-point PPR fantasy right now. Rodgers. No, dude, right, I'm gonna name you guys. Blake
2: Bortles in, in, yeah, in you know, all the garbage and crap we talk about him. Had 338 rushing yards and three touchdowns. And,
1: uh, you know, he's 200 yards passing less. So Blake Bortles is better than James Here are all the quarterbacks better than Winston in this Rodgers, (laughs) Breeze, Ryan, Luck, Cousins, Tyra Taylor, Carr, Bortles, Mariota, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Then Winston. Yeah, I I mean, it's just, it's a total homer pick. Even Uh, outside of that. I'm not taking a quarterback in the third round. I think I'm nah, over that. Like I love that, my quarterbacks, and I take. And if you them are gonna take one, it's Rodgers, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. It is Rodgers, And maybe and that's Brady it. with no suspension. Well, and I mean, and I'll get to, I got a quarterback in the fifth round, and he's a pretty damn good one, uh, and he's he's better than Jameis Winston. So you know, hey, it, it, he loves the Bucks, and you got to get your players. And I agree with getting your players, and I agree with liking Jameis Winston. But you got to read the room. Nobody was taking him anywhere What's a worst close. Pick?
2: What's the what's the worst pick? Jameis Winston James or Winston. Jeremy Hill?
1: Jameis Winston. Okay.
2: How bad is Jeremy Hill though? Like uh, up to this point, outside yeah. of Jameis Winston, is Jeremy Hill the worst pick so far?
1: Um, it's so funny because he um, Porter took him on the wheel. The next pick is Legarrette Blunt, which might be one of the better picks. Yeah, in the Yeah, I,
2: I agree. 100%. So
1: let me look through here. Um. I mean, Thomas well, let, Rawls let me and just, Jeremy Hill are both bad. Yeah, Jeremy Hill. I
2: don't know. No, James. Let me just I mean, list some running backs, and I won't say where they where they went, but I'll just say running backs. And so you okay. tell me if you're taking them over Hill or not. Okay. Forte.
1: Yes. Dixon. Yes. Ware. Yes.
2: Coleman. Yes. Anderson. Yes. Gore.
1: Yeah. Crowell. Yeah. Fat Rob. May and eh, that one's questionable i think chris thompson could do so i don't know maybe not maybe okay well we're moving down i mean that's uh the next guy is
2: eddie lacy so i mean
1: there's there's all
2: kinds of guys dude that that went i might uh, ta- i'll
1: take eddie lacy over james uh, or jamie hill
2: mm, i have a tough time doing that i think I'll
1: take eddie lacy over him i, I maybe i would because jeremy hill's cursed but uh this is a bad round third okay it's not let's, let's point yeah. this out third round is really tough in an early mock for people because there's I, yeah. some good it's picks it's and there's mock some bad one. I,
2: we don't mean to be crapping on people's picks here but well no uh, it's just it's know, early just kind of, mock yeah yeah you just gotta know so yeah
1: no i mean it's it is what it is it's just uh i mean jeremy hill's pick didn't look quite as bad a week ago Jameis winston's pick always looked bad and it looked bad that it was – it looks worse when you see the scope of the draft. Andrew Luck going in the seventh round makes it so much worse. Uh, I would even say Jamison Crowder is not a good pick. I love Jamison Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder. Crowder is actually okay. Okay, uh, okay. Because, let me, let me, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you what round, but let me name off some names. Okay. Say yes if you'd rather have them over Jamison Crowder. Jarvis Landry. Yes. Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Marvin Jones. No. Brandon Marshall. No. Michael Thomas. Yes. Michael Crabtree. Hmm. That's right there. Doug Baldwin. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's Eric Decker.
2: Ah uh, no, probably not Eric.
1: Taylor. I gave you a decent amount of names that would have jumped him about two or th- about two rounds down. Um, yeah. it's not a horrible pick. It's not, I mean, I like it better than Jeremy Hill, but it's just third round is tough to gauge. Yeah, there's, it is. I mean, like
2: Stefan Diggs was big at the end of the year. Would you rather have Diggs or Crowder? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of guys. Thielen, Thielen was huge at the end of the yeah. year, maybe.
1: It's tough. So again, it, yeah, none of it. I mean, we're just analyzing all of it. It's right. Right. About it. Um, but it was it's just interesting the third round held so many odd picks for like especially like with Winston going for for one you know forty first overall he had a pick a couple later. You should have seen if another quarterback went because like when I look at this, I assume did you think that a quarterback run was about to happen and you could yeah, have. Yeah, maybe he
2: thought he was starting it with with Rodgers, and then he takes yeah. Winston, and they start going.
1: No, but like he had to pick three picks later. See if the guy on the wheel takes a quarterback. Then maybe that run is happening. And I see your concern of having to wait. And you a can while. definitely
2: take Winston then too. So
1: you, you 100% would be able to get Winston. I would still never in my wildest dreams <laughs> right, do it. Right, right. But, but if, that's,
2: would, if that's what your heart is set on, you could take somebody else and then wait a couple picks. Yeah. You it's could just, grab Legarrett Blunt here. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. It, that, uh, thank you. Because you nailed the other point. A lot of good players are passed up here. A lot of good players are passed up. Um, and, and it starts with uh, LeGarrette Blunt, which I would have taken. So let's move into the fourth round here. Some more oddities. LeGarrette Blunt was the first pick. Matt Forte was the next pick. The Jameis Winston pick was uh, Matt Forte. Emmanuel Sanders, Jarvis Landry, and Stefan Diggs. Those are the first five picks of the fourth round here. And I think they're these all are okay. all pretty fine. Jarvis yeah, Landry, I think, okay. is a great pick. Um, i not a Diggs guy. Love LaGarrett Blunt. Forte and Sanders are fine. Those are pretty good values.
2: Yeah, I think they're all fine.
1: They're all fine picks. Okay. It's <laughs> our deep analysis. Yeah.
2: I, I, agree. I mean, I, I, agree. I mean, like if I'm picking one, I don't like it would be Diggs because I think there's Me other too. wide receivers like Baldwin is out there. Uh, I certainly take Michael Shepherd, Thomas over him. Yeah, Michael Thomas is still out there. I think there's some decent players still left. Yeah, so I agree with you. If I'm picking one I don't like, it would be Diggs. But it, Diggs is fine. There, I think there's Diggs truthers, and there's people that don't like Diggs. I yeah. think that's just what, Me. what it is with him.
1: The next right. five, 48th overall, Kenneth Dixon. Then Spencer Ware, Marvin Jones, Tevin Coleman, great pick to uh, Rob. And then I took C.J. Anderson with the, 56, uh, the 52nd overall pick. So what do you think about this?
2: Um, I don't like the C.J. Anderson pick because really? he wasn't good, but Booker wasn't good. Um, I, I, you know, they took Forsett. Forsett is is okay. That was I my think- logic.
1: That, but my logic, I just gave you my logic real quick. Was yeah, Booker. I I don't know if Booker's the guy, and they gave him the chance, and and they gave, but they also gave so much money to C.J. Anderson that I think next year he's going to come out and he's going to get the job again. Will he hold on to it? I don't know. But I did wait until the f- late fourth round to right. take a running back. So I had the choices because Tevin, I, w- I was targeting Tevin Coleman, Spencer Ware. My choices were him or you know running backs that went a little bit later were like Frank Gore, Rob Kelly, Eddie Lacy, um, Giovanni Bernard. I-, I think I took a calculated risk at that point, and that's why I took C.J. Anderson. It was just about – oh, because I had Jordan Howard. It was just this calculated risk of – well, and my next pick might make a little bit more sense with it as well, but I thought there's a lot of upside to pair with Jordan Howard. I guess it wasn't my first running back. It was my second running back in the fourth round.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, C.J. Anderson is good. I like a running back in Kubiak's system. I just don't know if I'm going to be taking one that high. That's I'll tell you all. I who I want It's I'll disappointing t- that Coleman, you missed out by one pick.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell I you know, what I Loretta really, really wanted, and I wanted in the next round who you took. Let me just give the next couple of picks. I could have taken Doug Baldwin here because in my next round pick worked Real out. Real quick,
2: but- I just don't like the Marvin Jones because he fell off so, so hard.
1: Oh, I'd say I don't half. mind it. I don't mind it. I don't, don't like love it. it. I don't love, but I and there's a couple of these guys I would have taken over it. But like I figured, Marvin was like I was looking at Marvin next round as well. But the the rest of this round uh, in the fourth was Doug Baldwin went to Mark, Michael Crabtree to Joe, Calvin Benjamin to Sorio, and then you took Michael Thomas with the last pick. That is who I wanted in the next round. Bad, really yeah, wanted Michael I, Thomas.
2: I was surprised he fell, to be honest with you, because he was who I wanted. I think since. Uh, since Jarvis Landry went, uh, Michael Thomas was my next guy up that I wanted. I mean, I like Baldwin too. I've always been a Baldwin guy. So I'd have been happy if Baldwin fell too, or, uh, Benjamin, even if they both had gone for the upside, that's fine. But I mean, Michael Thomas was a rookie in new Orleans last year and and he was fantastic. Just think of taking a next step in this second year, going through offseason, knowing all the plays going in. Uh, I just I really really
1: like him hindsight I mean hindsight you know we, what we would all do you, you're kind of right like when I look at it like you know from a thousand feet above I don't like my CJ Anderson pick because what I what I should have done is taken Michael Thomas there and I'll just you know insight into my fifth round pick I got Isaiah Crowell at 61 yeah. overall which I think is a pretty damn good value even though he had a bad stretch kind of ending the season I probably would have been fine with Crowell and Howard but I would have had Julio Jones, Hopkins, and Michael Thomas, and that's what I really freaking wanted. So I loved your pick. You got some great values. It was a really great spot to be on the wheel here. Um, I don't mind any of these picks, but you know, the more that I do look at this, I would, I definitely would have changed what I did. I don't care. If, I don't think I made a bad pick because I think there's upside to it. But I could have just maybe like avoided running back in Kubiak system. Yeah, I could have I mean, just avoided. Yeah, I could have just taken a better pick. Uh, you started the fifth round, greatly. Like we talked about with these quarterbacks, only the third quarterback taken. You got freaking Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, I figured uh, by the time it got back to me that some of them would be gone, at least the uh, really good ones. And uh, I was wrong about that, but I still yeah. don't mind taking nah. Tom Brady. Uh, where I got him.
1: Yeah, so I had the same fears as you because when you took Brady, I went, oh, crap!" There were a lot of good running backs on the board. I mean, uh, Breeze, Ryan, were still out there. Luck is still out there. You know, Prescott. You know, there, there, are names out there. So I wasn't sure, but when you took him, I went, oh, crap!" But uh, the uh, but you had the first pick. Tom Brady is a great pick. Brandon Marshall, Jordan Reed, fifty ninth overall pick. Frank Gore, and then I took Isaiah Crowell with the sixty first overall pick. I'm actually fine. I know you don't like Brandon Marshall. I, Jordan Reed a, is a great value here. I don't. I wouldn't preach the tight end stuff this year, but I mean fifth round, I think is. good Jordan for Reed's him. fine. I like Frank all Gore's these picks. Fine. Maybe Marshall. Crowell, I don't
2: know. Crowell is fine. Uh, Marshall. Marshall, I don't like unless he gets traded because a lot like DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Brandon Marshall has all kinds of upside. He's an amazing wide receiver, but if you can't get the ball to him, you can't get the ball to him. And if they're going to be going with stupid Bryce Petty. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is terrible, that's – it's just not going to work out. Now, Geno Smith should be better, but I don't know how much better Brandon Marshall becomes if Geno Smith is the quarterback. If they waive him, if they trade him something, you know, um, uh, if they bring yeah, in maybe going. Jay Cutler, that would be better. If they brought in a quarterback, that would be Tony Romo. That would be fine. I would like Marshall way better. But just the big question mark with this quarterback, I'm not into right now.
1: Uh, The next couple picks in the fifth round, Eric Decker, uh, speaking of Jets, uh, went 62nd overall. Tyler Eifert. Sixty three, Jimmy Graham. Look how high Jimmy jumped to sixty four overall, or in the fifth round. Rob Kelly and then Jordan Matthews. Any comments on any of these? I mean, I don't.
2: These uh, are maintenance picks. You know, these are uh, get get myself a starter who can get some points. I don't like Eric Decker because he's a thousand and all the quarterback stuff I just said about Brandon Marshall uh, also applies to Decker.
1: I'm on the disagreement range because Decker's more the possession receiver. He's the safety blanket. I actually like the Decker pick. Yeah, but if they go
2: with Bryce Petty, dude. Bryce Petty is well. He
1: only throws to Robbie Anderson. Ridiculously bad. Yeah, he's
2: awful. Like I, you know, I, I would like Decker way more if Gino was gone or somebody. Even Fitzpatrick is better than Bryce. Bryce Petty is so bad.
1: No, I don't I, I, with I feel that. like
2: they're just doing it for a pick. I've heard that they they're in love with Trubisky now. I think that could just be smoke for them to move back someone else up, but. Uh, I I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Decker pick especially coming out the entry. The tight ends are fine. I think They're i okay, waited. but I don't know. I would have waited. Uh, Rob Kelly's fine uh, and yeah. I think Jordan Matthews is an okay pick. Um you know, I think these like I said these are maintenance picks. You want to take someone with uh upside. Like I would want to take Derrick Henry here. I would want to take Prosize. I would want to go with josh doxson or somebody sexy but i like these maintenance picks and a a lot of these guys have some risky picks here like uh uh this the team that took decker also has doug martin in there and tevin coleman as a backup uh eifert's team took carlos hyde and thomas rawls so uh you're just kind of getting some points because you're taking risky you kind of nailed
1: it they're fine They're fine. I don't – don't love them, don't hate them. team nine. They're fine. The Welsh.
2: Team nine, who took Rob Kelly, has
1: Kelly, Dixon, Charles, and McCoy
2: in the first five picks, four running backs. Wow. You think that's somebody that got burned by running backs? Somebody that got
1: burned. Uh, Speaking of which, the last four picks in the fifth round, then we'll do the sixth, and we'll just kind of talk about any random ones real quick. Uh, Cam Newton, 67th overall as the fourth quarterback taken. Uh, Eddie Lacy shows up, 68 overall. Theo Riddick, and then Golden Tate finished out the fifth round.
2: This is where we're getting in the big difference between wide receivers and running backs because Golden Tate is a great pick. Absolutely fantastic pick, I think. I love this pick. I Eddie Lacy is an awful pick. Uh, we don't know what's going to go on with Green Bay. He's fat and hurt and terrible every <laughs> single year. <so. laughs> I do hate it as much as you. I don't love it. Well, you should, I would have taken him later, terrible. but – I, I I would mean, have taken you, Lacey. you take Geo ahead of him yes, or Jonathan I would. Stewart even? Yes, I mean I would. like yes, I would. Uh, you know uh, I, it's not that I I'm, I'm trying to hate on Eddie, Eddie Lacy but he's not good and Golden Tate is. I, Theo Riddick is fine. I'd take Riddick all day over Eddie Lacy, especially half point PPR. But I, I don't know. Golden Tate is a very good wide receiver.
1: I like and, Lacey in like the 80 range. Like in the, like late 6 early 7. I think that's an okay risk.
2: Well, give me like if we're just looking straight out on points. Uh Golden Tate outscores Jonathan Stewart, right, next year? Yeah. Uh, Gio Bernard? Yeah. Um, could be close if Gio close. If, if also go, falls, yes. Golden Tate's a huge value off. here. But, I mean, the, what I'm saying is look at these next running backs. Derrick Henry could only be a goal back. Danny Woodhead, who knows? CJ Prosize,
1: who knows? Charles Sims, God knows what they're doing in Tampa Bay. Hey, here's a so, tip. Take your running backs. In the first five rounds, I, I wouldn't be against taking three. Yeah, I did. Yeah,
2: it. I don't know if I would do four. No, nah, I wouldn't you know, do like, four. did like three. Like Kelly Dixon, Charles, and McCoy. But
1: I would do three. I did three. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't I did. Bad. I got two. I got my first two picks were wide receivers. and I took three straight running backs.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, my point is just like at the end of the fifth, we're getting into separation. Now, look. The draft is going to have all kinds of running backs laying in all kinds of situations, but they all are going to be rookies. Yeah. So it's going to be tough to take
1: most of them. All right. I'm going to give you the sixth round here, but uh, I'm going to just do it in half. So the first seven picks, the last seven picks of the sixth round in order, the first pick in the seventh, sixth round, you had Jonathan Stewart, Terrell Pryor, Giovanni Bernard, Travis Kelsey, Martavis Bryant, Greg Olson, and Tyrell Williams. We were not involved in those picks um, I like the Pryor. I like the G.O. I really like the Travis Kelsey, actually, as far as those tight ends go. I'm okay with Jonathan Stewart because of what we talked about with running backs. I'm not taking Martavis Bryant there, and I don't care I for the Tyrone. I love
2: Martavis Bryant here, and I was, yeah. I was praying for him to fall to me because Pittsburgh really hasn't answered what they want in that second wide receiver. Eli Rogers has been fine. And either fine, has Martavis Bryant. Much better as a three. Well, look, he's coming eye. back. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> He's coming back, and, and well, as a long as he's icky? with Pittsburgh, and, and and he's not getting high, you know, he's made a big difference. Uh, I think that he's uh, he's going to be fine, and I think people slept on on Martavis Bryant. I, I
1: like
2: was it. really, really hoping he'd fall to me. I uh, but I I like I I'm with you though. I love the Kelsey pick. I think Terrell Pryor could be a lot better if they get not Archie three in there. Um, Jonathan Stewart and Gio Bernard are fine, and Greg Olson's a good pick too, as long as he plays. And Tyra Williams clearly took a step. I mean, you know, I that's just May- I don't like that. Now one, it's though.
1: Mayfield's baby. So yeah, but I don't, I just don't like that. What did Mayfield even take? Now Eric Cooper took him. I don't like that pick because I think he's the third wide receiver on the team. Travis Benjamin and uh, and Keenan I Allen are number one. I think he's past Benjamin. Maybe no. I don't and,
2: know. And, and, Gates, and Gates is probably going to retire. Yeah, I agree. with So. That. Hunter Henry, and uh, Jesus, how long is, is Keenan Allen going to last?
1: Okay, how about this? Quick game. Dante Moncrief or Tyrell Williams? I'll take Moncrief. Um, Devontae Parker or, Mon- or uh, Williams? I'll probably take Parker. Tyree Kill or Tyrell Williams?
2: I think Tyrell Williams. I Well, that's tough. I, maybe Tyree Kill.
1: Mm, yeah, Tyree Whether Sneed Hill. or Williams? Mm, both number threes. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You are making a great point. Probably Sneed. It's just—it's not a horrible pick. It's—it's it's hard to say any picks are horrible. It's not—it's not even a bad pick. It's just not one I would make because the next overall pick. Here's the last uh, seven picks in the sixth round. Dante Moncrief was the very next pick by Colt. I think it was a great pick. Rob took uh, Derrick Henry. Great pick. I got Drew Brees in the sixth round, 80th overall pick. Delaney Walker, Fantastic. Danny Woodhead, Kevin uh, Kevin White, and and uh, and Tyreek Hill. The final pick in the sixth round, and Devontae Parker was the next pick in the seventh round. I don't know, man. I, all of those guys, I'm taking all over Tyrell Williams. I thought the b- b- back half of the sixth round, every single one of those picks was uh, a good or great pick.
2: I really like getting Drew Brees because, as much as I like Tom Brady, you know, if I could have waited another round and a half, you know, if I could have taken Jordan Reed there. And had you know Pronk oh. and Reed as my flex, or or even Jimmy Graham,
1: or um, Bobby, you, know, you could have, you could have gotten Derek Carr because you passed Tate. on him on that pick, and you could have taken like a Reed or a Golden Tate and had Derek Carr,
2: yeah, or Andrew uh, Luck, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that. I really like you getting Drew Brees where you got him. Um, you know, Delaney Walker is solid. I mean, I think we're slipping out of that elite tight end situation, though. It's a good and tight And then Danny end. Woodhead is questionable uh, because of the injury. I think uh, it's Kevin a fine White.
1: pick, though, with the area, though.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's fine. It's not great. It's fine. What about Kevin White, though? Like, I think it's fine. Um I know where you're going.
1: I know where you're going though, because they also have the resurgence of Cam Meredith and and you got Alshon and they have no quarterback. Um it's not one I would have made Devontae Parker, uh, who you got. You got Tyreek Hill and Devontae Parker af- after Kevin White. I'm and, and F you, by the way, for getting all those amazing <laughs> guys. I'm taking all of them over Kevin White. I'm taking Corey Coleman, who went later over Kevin White. I'm ta- I'm taking a slew of guys as I even go through this list. There's some guys later I probably would have taken Deshaun Jackson over Kevin White. So yeah, maybe I don't like it. Maybe I don't like the Kevin White pick.
2: Yeah, I just thought it was early. Like, no. yeah, I'm, I'm fine taking a risk on Kevin White. But dude has Kelvin, uh, or Kelvin Benjamin, who's a risk and was injured. Brandon Cooks, who is wishy-washy. Brandon Marshall and Kevin White. That's, that's rough
1: yeah that's right. We're going to post the, the whole list on the article page. Remember the article page. People ask me sometimes where's that thing you talked about? the article page. It's on the website in this listcom look for the, the article that has this episode and scroll and look and take three seconds and you'll find it um, and you'll find the whole list. just I'm going to throw out some random uh, if you have any you want to point out Bogman, please feel free to, but I'm going to just throw a couple names out and where they got drafted just so you guys can hear Matt Ryan. Uh, went 87th overall. Derek Carr went 86. Andrew Luck, 91. C.J. Proseis, 90. Uh, Roethlisberger went 93. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Russell Wilson went 109. Bilal Powell went 110. And a good one, Amir, Amir Abdullah went 111. I thought that was a, a good pick for I where it was. I wanted was so
2: bad. He went one pick ahead of me. Yeah, that one was a pick. good one.
1: Uh, J.J. Nelson, who we've talked about, 121. Yeah, that, that looks was like late. A, freaking steal uh Ty montgomery 125 i like that pick adam thielen 127 that was uh pretty high hunter henry 131 is a great one especially yeah. with uh a- an- antonio gates probably gonna retire yeah. i took marquise lee at 136 overall and i thought that was like a, a good steal of a pick in any ppr format the dude dude was a monster this year
2: I'll tell you what people slept on, and I got I got a couple guys late here that I really like. I really like getting Deshaun Jackson in the ninth round. Yep. Uh, I thought that was the last pick in the ninth round, too, by the way. I think that was – or that's the first pick in the ninth round, actually. Um, I think that was a great. He's been really, really good down the stretch if, if they're able to re-sign him. Even if not, I think most teams can put him to use. Uh, I, Darren McFadden, not going to be in Dallas next year. Probably going to be going somewhere else. That's a good one. So I think he could be a starting running back somewhere. I mean, I know he's had his injury problems and even this year before the season started. But, I mean, you know, stick Darren McFadden in Cincinnati or something, you know, and and he could screw with that whole thing. Put him in New York with the Giants. I think he'd be fantastic. The Eagles, somebody that needs a running back. Um, And Terrence West, you know, I, I like Dixon, but Terrence West is still kind of the starter so unless they decide to not re-sign him, it, decent late one. You know, I some there are some other good picks here. Malcolm Mitchell would decently late. Uh, you mentioned Laquan Treadwell if he could get into the starting lineup,
1: decently late. You know too. what I really like? Paul uh, Perkins late. I like Chris Thompson went one fifty one overall. I thought that was a great pick.
2: Yeah, that's a good one, Gillisley. Get some goal line carries. That's a fantastic late pick. Uh, Rashard Matthews was the number one in Tennessee. If they don't go, if they go like two safeties or two defensive players or you know, try to sneak an offensive lineman in there, Rashard Matthews, decent value, and he went in the 11th round. So, so
1: I think there's some good late picks. There are. Let's real quick, let's lay out our teams. Uh, I'm going to give you my okay. team real quick so people can know. Drew Brees, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins – I got Jeremy Macklin. I got him kind of late. I thought that was, I mean, I don't know. He might not turn out to be much, but I got a lot of depth at wide receiver. I thought he was worth the risk for who he used to be. Uh, Running backs, Jordan Howard, CJ Anderson. Tight end, I took super, super late. Maybe even with my last second the last pick or whatever. Jason Witten, Matt Prater, kicker, Carolina defense, which, oh, never. Uh, My bench is Isaiah Crowell, Will Fuller, Dion Lewis, Marquise Lee, Travis Benjamin, and Jeremy Langford. I backed up my Jordan Howard pick.
2: I've got uh, Tom Brady, and then I've got Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray as my backs. My starting wideouts are Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Parker. Not fantastic, uh, but i got Gronk as my starting tight end. And my bench is pretty decent, too. I've got Booker, McFadden, Terrence West as my backup running backs, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Wallace, Tyler Boyd, and Minnesota defense, and Chris
1: Boswell as my Kicker, it's a fun exercise. I think you did a great job. I'm pretty happy with mine early. And I'd also tell you, you know, it's an advantage of being a part of the ITL Army because uh, we'll do these from time to time. I I imagine we will do one or two, uh, at least one kind of early, early mock draft, like a super early one. We'll do a slow draft so it's easier on everyone. And then when we get in season, if you're part of the Army, you can jump on and uh, you can be a part of uh, some of the mock draft episodes that we do. Those are the best. Those are the most entertaining. And I think people get enough out of it outside of all the cursing and the upsetness of players going. But it was a good exercise to do this early, and we'll have rookies. So remember, in this war room, Bogman's new podcast, it's an NFL draft, uh, essentially fantasy prospect podcast for football. And you're going to get interviews. You're going to get in-depth analysis on these prospects. You're going to know it before anybody else does and what it means for fantasy. That's the important take. And, Bogman, you've got the, uh, you guys got the mock draft episode that's coming up, and then you're going to have a, a, a what's the full 32 team, like people taking the players in three-round draft.
2: That'll be the community mock. I mean, that's that's what we're going to do in February after the Combine because I think the Combine is pretty big. And we'll have the Shrine game done by then, Senior Bowl done by then. And then, at, you know, because after the Combine, it's basically free agency and then, um, you know, a couple of trades here and there. So I think that's the big thing, though, is after the Combine, seeing what those those numbers are. We will be doing a community draft with 32 people, Uh, each one drafting for a team in three rounds deep. So if you want to get in that, be sure to get at me.
1: And what's important to know, too, is to to make sure you're following along with all of it because we're going to go try to do big and bad like we always do with the NFL draft. Lots of fantasy coverage from that perspective. You're going to have the Fantasy Football Podcast right here with me and Bogman. You're going to have the In This War Room draft podcast with Bogman. And you've got year-long coverage over at the ITL Army. We have a football room where you can just be talking football all year long. Keeper drafts, all that type of stuff. So it's the final episode of this season. Pretty successful season. I think we did a good job. Best guest list we've had all season. I mean, of the first two years. This blew out year one for sure. I'm incredibly happy with what we did in season two. I hope you won your championships. Let us know if you did. Shoot us a little holler, hoot and holler at us at at <laughs> is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports. Until then, until more, see the ITL fantasy football podcast Bogman the Welsh. Who's so player?
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com
2: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there.
1: I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social Casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free
2: anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. C terms and conditions 18 plus.